What's happening? This your boy Natty Free. I'm gonna welcome y'all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, on thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do when you're a really, really great podcast. This is episode 81, and I'm truly blessed and honored to still be the chosen vessel that gets to steward over this here ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you with a full heart. In a positive way, um, not not a negative way, you know. Um, I'm just so full right now, and I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful, you know. I, I there's not enough words. There's not there's not words strong enough to express the feeling that I have right now. Um, as I was getting ready to record this podcast, I got a beautiful text from my brother in Christ. Um, so I, I got to give you guys some backstory, so work with me. Uh, for those of you who do not know, my wife is pregnant with our third child. Um, and so I had a brother in Christ, uh, Josh, reach out to me and um, just send me this long, encouraging text, uh, just congratulating us uh, on number three and just encouraging me and reminding me what my responsibility is to my wife um, in this season. And not like in a uh, condemning way, not in a, oh, I know everything, but just a gentle reminder. And as I was responding to the text, you know, I was just like so grateful for him. You know, he responds saying, hey, can we just talk on the phone? And so um, he just reiterated that more. And it was just a beautiful conversation, you know, just, um, you know, he, he, he offered to pray and he prayed over, you know, my family and me. And it was just a be- it was just a beautiful moment that came out the blue because at the time that he called me um pretty much my whole day off today i've been i've been spending trying to situate um what my week's gonna look like um on saturday morning i came out to my car and it was leaking gas and apparently someone tried to siphon gas from my vehicle and now i need a new fuel tank and so i've been trying to I put my claim in with my insurance company. And so I've been trying to figure out, you know, how long I'm going to need a, a, a rental car and, um, you know, getting that covered through my insurance and seeing how much I'm going to have to pay out of pocket for this uh, maintenance. And, you know, just a bevy of thoughts, you know, even thinking just there were so many thoughts that were coming across. Right. And so as that's going on and I'm getting ready to record this podcast and just get my mind right, my brother calls me. And um, it just made me so grateful and just reminded me, uh, the Lord just sent me a gentle reminder um, of why he had me return to City Church, why he had me um, come back to a community of faith. Um, Intellectually, we know a lot, right? Intellectually, you know, it's like my son, intellectually, my wife, intellectually, me. We all know what we're supposed to do on a day to day, but it's the emotional, it's a spiritual war within us that prevents us, right? And so um, to have my brother realign me spiritually and, and, and emotionally was a beautiful thing. Um, I spoke on this last episode, but the Lord gave me a flat example right in front of me um, of just how important community is in this walk. You know, 
Hebrews 10, 25 talks about not forsaking the assembly and um, how it's not simply just a suggestion. It's a command from the Lord. You know, we we're, we're called to be in, we're, we're made to be in community. We're made to be one. You know, we're made to to serve together, to work together. You know, um, I can only do so much with my community from afar. But if I'm there with them on Tuesdays in small group, there with them on Sundays at service, if I'm there cleaning on Saturday, we could get so much more done. You know, I was talking to my brother, Paul, you know, and we were at church and I was just saying how, you know, we submit every third Wednesday, but now we see each other on Sundays and third Wednesdays. I was like, there's so much more um, opportunity for checking in, so much more opportunity for fellowship and just loving on each other. And it's such a um, beautiful thing, but... Like I said, I just come to you guys with such a full heart, and I truly do appreciate my brothers and sisters at um, City Church. And um, if there was any doubt, any questioning of is that really what the Lord wanted me to do, the Lord um, confirmed it today and yesterday. But um, man, I, I'm just I'm just full, man. You know, um, like I said, intellectually intellectual wisdom intellectual knowledge is not the issue right like when when my wife and me talk to my son he could point out what he needs to do he could point out where he got wrong same thing with my wife and me we could intellectually point out our shortcomings but once again it's that spiritual war that spiritual war is brewing in us that that's causing us to disobey that's causing us to have doubt that's causing us to have a lack of faith right and so um, that's where my my um, spiritual, my um, church family has stepped in and uh, and just helped me re- help realign myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's just such a beautiful thing. But uh, let me not just ramble on about nothing. Um, I feel like I've said this before on the podcast, but I just want to reiterate that um I guess this is kind of intuitive, right? But um, there is so much opportunity to honor the Lord and to serve the Lord in your own household. Um, I think that a lot of times we're looking for big things. You know, I think about, you know, the book club. I think about, um, you know, just stuff, right? You know, like, you know, we're, you know, we're always trying to, you know, um, do stuff. We're always trying to go out into the world, right? And that is awesome. You need, we are commanded to do that. Once again, the Lord is not giving us just simple suggestions. The Lord is telling us to go out and make disciples. That's a commission. That's a command. It's, you, you, there's no, there's no um, if, ands, and but about it. It's just like when we tell my son to take a shower. Um, there's no, oh, I'm tired. Can I do it in 10 minutes? Um, how about you go first? That's a command to get your butt in the shower and do it now, right? And so um, we are to go out, but I think that sometimes we put a certain, like we feel like that shows our spiritual growth more. We feel like that's more important. And I think that we prioritize that um, because it's something that could be seen, right? Like, the work that I do behind closed doors with my wife, with Jackson, is is um, it's not glor, it's not um, what's the word? It's not flashy, right? It's not stuff that's going to get me um, 
brownie points. It's not stuff that's going to get likes on Instagram, right? But I get I get a lot of attention, a lot of um, high fives and, and daps from people. I get more I, I get more um, high fives and daps from people for what I've done, what I did at, with Saw and Light or Say So or with the CDs than I will for what I've done with Jackson, right? And, it, and it's not even a bad thing. It's just that the fact of that it's behind closed doors. It's not something that you can necessarily um, properly document, right? Um, nor do I want to document that stuff, right? And so um, there's so many great opportunities in our home. And I think that we could get so caught up and we can forget our first ministry. We can forget um, that there's just so much, op- there's so much opportunity for me to extend grace to my wife. There's so much opportunity for me to pray with my wife, to pray for my wife. There's so much opportunity for me to um, do these things that I'm doing or attempting to do with the world with my wife. We could do a book study at home, just the two of us. Um, There's so much stuff that we could do a podcast together. You know what I'm saying? There's so much stuff that we can do inside this household. And one thing the Lord um, really brought to my attention this morning was that we're responsible for the foundation that's built for our children's spiritual walk, right? So what we're encouraging them to do, what we are walking out in front of them, what they're seeing in front of them, we're setting the foundation, right? If I'm telling my son that I'm a professing Christian, that um, the Lord will provide, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then when my car is in the shop, my son sees me being short. My son doesn't see me, um, you know, still giving praise. You know, my son doesn't see me um, with his, with my head held high and, and having faith in those situations. If my son doesn't see me responding in a God-honoring way, um, then it's going to be hard to, on the back end, expect him to do the same, right? But um, last night, um, you know, my son and me, we did our, we did, uh, me and him, we do catechism together, you know, it's like you, it's like this thing that my uncle, I mean, my, my brother Paul showed me where, you know, it's, it's a way of like teaching your children the basic truths of the Bible, right? And so after that, we did our, um, as a family, we did our Bible study time and, um, Afterwards, you know, it was talking about, you know, what are some things that are, what are some things that are, um, there, every, every, anywho, every Bible study session, it's an interactive Bible study. So there, there's um, an activity and then there's uh, things that you could pray on and questions you could ask. And so I think that when we went into it, uh, I think that when you go into things with your children, you're so much you're so much thinking about them and how much they need this and pouring into them that you can forget that it's also for you. And so um it was awesome that my wife and me not only got to uh have our son you know answer his questions and, and dig deep but that he also got to hear things from us, you know. I think that sometimes especially with me that my son could have this idea that I know it all, that I have all the answers, that I'm, dare I say, perfect from a child's standpoint. I think that we all 
have that illusion when we're children that our, our parents are perfect and have are, are supposed to have all together, so on and so forth. And so um, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And so um, I'm almost to a space where I want to postpone the book club to spend more time diving into this book with my son. Not to say that both can be done, but that I almost have gotten to a space. So I'm going to be prayerful about that. Maybe just postpone a couple more weeks, you know, and and just um, locking into this. But um, it's crazy. You know, I was talking to my brother, uh, Josh, once again, to rewind. And he was just talking about um, how your response, how when your wife is pregnant, your partner is pregnant, your response is so important and how it doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what the facts are. Your response is essential. Um, and we talked a lot about selflessness and um, it was just a beautiful conversation, right? And so um, it was it was it was just beautiful just talking about selflessness and, and responses. And so those are great. So now, you know, as I spoke to him, I walked to, I walked away from that conversation, reminding myself that my wife's season of pregnancy is a whole new opportunity um, for me to serve and love my wife in a different way. Um, this is a whole new way, a whole new space for my wife to see me in and for her to see me in, you know. And so there's just so much opportunity for even our relationship to grow, you know, um, for there's going to be things that come up. There's already things that have come up, situations that have come about, like like my car, you know, um, and needing to take my wife's car to work, you know, that day. And there's just things that come up. And so um, what the Lord has reminded me is that there are so many opportunities to glorify him. There's so many opportunities to serve him. There's so many opportunities to, um, you know, give grace, to um, to show patience, all these different things that he's put into us to show love. Um, and it's so beautiful, right? Because we always think about work, we always think about outside. And like I said, those things are essential. But don't forget the opportunities that you have at home, you know? Um, you know, I remember I had a brother who talked about how one time he was in a situation so bad with his wife that he saw her crying in the kitchen and he just kept walking because in his heart, he didn't even have the compassion to even want to um, comfort her in that time. And so within your household, there will be so many opportunities to serve, so many opportunities to, uh, you know, we, we think about work. We think about all this stuff, but um, there's so much there's so much opportunity, and sometimes we can miss it because of the distractions of 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 trying to deal with work or you know you know dealing with or you know being uh, you know occupied with technology and all these different things. But there's opportunity right in front of us in our home, and I understand that's more difficult for for some of us, but. Um, you know, I got to spend a boys' day with my with my boys, and it's something I've been praying for for a long time. And so, it was so awesome 
to be able to just uh, go to church with them, go get some food, go to Thunderland, just spend a day out and about running around. And it was, it was just so awesome. But um, even I think about, you know, my wife and me, we had a very, um, a very, uh, what do you call it? We had a heart to heart. We had a very good conversation on Friday night. And I was so, I was, I was so impressed. I was so just, I don't know the word, but I was just so impressed, you know? Um, and I was just so grateful for the growth that the both of us have made, you know? Um, there's certain conversations where I feel like that either we were afraid to have, or when we did have them, we'd be on the defense. And so it was nice for us um, to have, it's nice. it was nice for us to have that conversation because I feel like in the future, that'll create space for us to have more difficult conversations. And so with as I, as I reflect on conversation, I was grateful for that. You know, when I was at church on Sunday, I was thanking the Lord for that conversation I had with my wife on Friday night because it created this comfort, right? You know, where my wife can see my response. You know, a lot of times, we underestimate response. You know, we don't think about our tone. We don't think about our word selection. Those things matter, you know, when it goes forward. You know, if my wife comes to me and she says, husband, I want to talk to you about something that has been bothering me. Um, I need um, whatever. And I'm like, Ugh, fine, I could do it. Just because I said I could do it is not the problem. It's the response. It's the energy. And that's going to cause her the next time that she needs something from me or the next time she needs to have a heart to heart with me, it's going to, it's going to cause her to clam up or not want to have that conversation because of my previous response. Right. And so, um, response is everything, your children, right. You know, um, I have to think about my response and the energy that's omitted from that response. You know, like if, if my son is saying, can I have a snack? I say, just get, just get one. I don't care. Do what you do. You know, um, sure, in my mind, I said yes, but that response, that energy behind it um, is going to cause it cause him to be timid, you know? So um, there's just so much opportunity in your household, in your daily life to honor God. And I feel like, I feel like if I can't extend grace to my wife, if I can't be, if I can't um, if I can't exercise the fruits of the spirit, um, with my family, it, it's no good, you know, it, it's no good for me to be able to, um, be the holiest of holies at work or be the holiest of holies with my church brothers and sisters, but then come home and be a bum spiritually, be a full bum spiritually, like all of it. It means nothing, you know what I'm saying? Because that's where his spiritual legacy is ultimately going to be, is, is, is my three kids and my wife, right? And so um, just be mindful of the opportunities. You know, I was talking to my brother, um, Ernest, and I remember Pastor Nate told me this a long time ago. He talked about how as a mature Christian, you need to be able to, to spot spiritual warfare, right? And so um, being able to identify, being able to see that this is an opportunity to um, grow your marriage, this opportunity to 
tighten your relationship with your child. This is an opportunity for, you know, this is an answer prayer. You know, Lord, I, 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 I've been quick to anger. Lord, help me. And when the Lord, if, if you can't identify the opportunities with the Lord, it's giving you a chance to exercise that muscle. You know, that's that's like if I say, Lord, I need help with my lung capacity. And then, you know, I have to do an underwater exercise, right? I breathe underwater. That's exercising my lungs. You know what I'm saying? And so if we can't identify opportunities for spiritual growth and we um, just see these things as inconveniences or issues or whatever has you, then um, it's going to be all bad. It's going to be all bad, man. So um, don't miss out on opportunities in your home, in your everyday life to serve the Lord, to give him glory, to exercise the fruits of the spirit. Um, I feel like I had some other topics, but that was the one right there that um, <laughs> that I really want to come on the podcast and talk about is just uh it's just that. Um, being called. When the Lord gives you something, you got to move. You got to do. Um, the Lord doesn't give us suggestions. You know, when the Lord told me it was time to get to a return it wasn't, um, he wasn't saying, I mean, if you want to return, you know, I think this might be a good idea. When the Lord told me that it was time to propose to my wife, he didn't say, hey, man, you know, you know, it'd be cool. Hey, man, you know, if, if you're trying to get married, hey, you know, why don't you propose? A no, it was a command. And I think that um, we need to get to a space to understand that when the Lord talks to us, he's commanding. The Lord ain't suggesting. He, he's not suggesting. He's not um, just simply throwing things out. You know what I'm saying? He's not us. This isn't social media where people are saying, try a cool recipe or, you know, check out this new blah, blah, blah. You know, when the Lord speaks to us, you got to move. Now, we all have our process, right? You think about Gideon, you know, and all the stuff he went through, um, floor wet. Um, you know, blanket dry, blanket wet, floor dry. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their own process, but don't let your process, don't be just stuck in your process. Um, there's certain, the call to go back to city church is maybe a two or three month process, right? And the beautiful thing too, before, sorry to get ahead of myself, but the beautiful thing too is that there is a process, right? There's going to be a process. Like the Lord is patient. He exists out of time. He understands that we are going to have our doubts, our hesitation, whatever. We're going to have to work through things, but don't be stuck in it. You've got to do what he tells you to do. And it got to a point for me where the Lord was like, your time is up. I was working through my process because here's the thing is people, you think about the scriptures where that guy comes up to Jesus and he says, well, how can I be one of your disciples? And Jesus responds, drop everything and come with me now. And the guy's response is, well, I have to bury my dad. 
he didn't ask you all that. He said, drop everything and come with me now. And um, I and that was a point that he got with me was he was telling me, drop everything and do this now. And um he knows uh, he knows you, he knows your process, he knows your traumas, but us as humans, we got too many checkpoints. It could be, oh, well, I'll do it. Um, like one thing was like, oh, I don't want to go on Father's Day weekend. Or, oh, I, you know, maybe I should go this weekend. When I get, you know, it's like we, we, can, we can make all these arbitrary checkpoints when the Lord ain't told you none of that. The Lord has told you to do thing A. And you're, you know thinking that you need to do B, C, D, E, F, and G in order to accomplish A, when that's not what he told you. He told you to do A. So um, when you're commanded to do something, um, move. Do it. <laughs> like, don't delay. You know what I'm saying? And the beautiful thing, too, is like when you do obey him, you'll be surprised to know that the Lord does things for the benefit of him, for his glory. And what glorifies him benefits us in the long run, you know? And so it's like, it's for our good. He knows what's ahead. He knows the whole story. He knows when you're going to die. He knows when your kids are going to die. He knows how many grand, he knows all that. And so why would I not trust him um, when he's telling me to do something, right? And it's because we think we know everything. We think we know best. It's just like uh, my son, you know, my son, he all he, he thinks he knows everything. And that's why, you know, it's like you'll you'll say, oh, like you'll say something, and it's like he's just being combative just for the sake of being combative. And he knows he's wrong, but he's being combative because he doesn't want to be wrong. He doesn't want to admit he doesn't know something, you know, where it's like, uh I can't think of an example right now, but you know, it, it could just be something simple. Like oh like I'm off on I'm I'm off on Mondays and he's like oh no I've seen you working on Monday before and you're like I never worked on Mondays and he's like yes you blah, blah, blah. and he'll go back and forth with you and so on and so forth but it's because he thinks he knows everything you know and even if he's wrong he's like I can't be wrong because I know everything you're wrong and so it's like uh, we could be like that with the Lord where it's like it's the Lord we're talking about of course he knows you know. But uh, don't take too long. <laughs> don't take too long. You know, uh, when he told me to propose, um, a lot of people looked at me like I was crazy. A lot of people looked, you know, I don't want to say a lot of people looked at me like, like I'm crazy. But, you know, some people thought that was pretty fast. That was early. That was soon. You know, um, people people thought that came out of nowhere. That was that's what people were thinking. Like, man, I came out of nowhere and I proposed to my wife. And the thing is, it's like there's no ideal time. There's no oh, after twelve months, after two years, after fourteen months. There is no set time. It's when he uh, anoints it. And so it's like if I had waited, you know, for a certain arbitrary number, eighteen months, two years, twelve months, thirteen months. I wouldn't be where I'm at today, right? And so um, just know that the Lord doesn't make suggestions. That's not his. He's not into the suggestion business. He's into commanding you. Just like when your mom and dad used to tell you to go to bed, they weren't saying, hey, you know what? 
I think this is a good time for you to go to bed. You might want to get you some sleep if you feel like it. They were telling your butt to go to bed. And so it's the same thing with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not different at all, bro. But, um, yeah. Just, like I said, he knows. He knows you. He knows you. Listen, listen, listen. He knows you. Not the you that you um, let people get to know. Not the you that you've sold to your Facebook followers or your coworkers or your Instagram followers. He knows you. There's a difference between the me that my coworkers know and the me that the Lord knows. So he knows you. And so, yes, you know, you'll have to go through what you got to go through, but don't get stuck going through what you had to go through. Once again, I think about my apartment. I'll use that example. I was there for eight years. I'd probably say four years in, five years in, I was ready to go. I was ready to get about that place. But I kept saying, oh, you know, well, I'm going to wait until Kendall gets into this certain place of his life. I'm going to wait until I'm in this season of my life. Oh, I'll wait till I meet somebody. Oh, I'll wait till I'm making this amount of money. Oh, I'll wait till this. That place burnt down and I had to get out. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know how many more excuses I kept on making had the fire not happened. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I had uh, flirted with the idea of moving out. I had, um, I even got accepted into another, I even got accepted into another house. There was a, um, a living situation and I went there. It was like two interviews and it was like a communal living thing. And they accepted me to live in the house. And I and I ended up uh, rejecting the offer, you know, finding some kind of way to trick myself. Like, oh, well, I've always lived with one person. I'll be living in this community and I don't know if I'm ready for that, blah, blah, blah. Anywho. Crazy. But, any, but uh, I just want to let you guys know once again. The Lord is not in the business of suggestions. He's not in the business of, no, he's, he, 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 it's about commands. You know, when the Lord tells me to do something, you know, that, that's regarding my family. Um, when he tells me sometimes, and, 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 you know, for some time for me, that's why I just, I just move. You know, I don't do too much talking sometimes because I just got to move. I, I, you know. I got to move. You know, I can't be talked out of things. I I just got to move. And that's just how he comes down sometimes on me. You know, it's like, I, I've been telling you this. You've been dancing around it. Time is up. <laughs> and so, um, he's in the business of commands. I will keep you guys updated on the book club. Um, please keep that in prayer. I definitely want to do that book club. I think that book is awesome. And just from the people who have responded, I think they can really benefit from it. And I could benefit from going through the book with a group of people. Um, but uh, yeah, I keep, keep that in prayer. Um, Cause I really do want to, I really do want to um, emphasize the importance of community, man. Um, I just want to give a major shout out to, First and foremost, my family. Um, they're my happy place. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
I won't even put anybody on blast. I won't do that. But they're my happy place. Um, they're my happy place, man. Um, I, I'm I'm not one of those people who is a workaholic. You know, like I've been there, done that. I'm cool off of that. Um, I read scriptures. I talk to the Lord. I understand the Lord's. I understand the Lord's mission and the Lord's um, purpose for my job. It's not for me to find comfort. It's not for me to escape from my family. It's not for me to whatever to find purpose in. It's the literal purpose of, of of you of us having a job is to be able to provide for our family and to be able to uh, provide for those in need. That's the whole point of tithing, right? Is that when I give my 10%, I'm able to give it to the church and the church is able to do things like laundry love. The church is able to do things like the backpack giveaways. The church is able to offer, you know, marriage cohorts. The, the church is able to do children's church, all these different things, right? And so um, I understand that once again, my job is an instrument for his kingdom. Um, I just happen to get a paycheck, but it's not about me. It's about him, right? And I think that's a hard thing for us to accept is that it ain't about us. And so um, I just want to give a shout out to my family because they're my happy place. Um, I enjoy being with them. It's a blessing to have a family, man. I want to cry so bad when I go on. It hurts me so much to go on Tim's page and to see it hurts me so much to go on, on my brother Tim's page and to see the life that he was excited for and to know that it didn't come to fruition. You see, I'm blessed with I'm I'm blessed with testimonies, with stories that humble me. I don't take this for granted right here. I think about that lady who who um, tried to commit suicide in L.A. And she crashed and she hit that woman who was pregnant and was driving with her one-year-old. I don't know who was expecting her to come home that day. If there was a husband, a boyfriend, fiance, whatever. But it's a blessing, man. I see this world. I know what can and what cannot happen. And the Lord gets my wife home and my kids home safe every day. He gets me home safe every day. So I want to give a shout out to my family. You know, um, they're where I find, they are where I find peace. Um, are there days where I need to um, take a mental reset? Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, ultimately, they're where I want to be. Even with my Mondays, you know, my Mondays are spent serving. They're spent 
reading, you know, they're spent doing the music, the, the podcast, um, you know, doing all kinds of different things, serving. And then the rest of it is spent waiting for them, you know, thinking about them, you know, um, all this stuff is meant to benefit them, you know? And so, um, even my time away, it ain't even about me. It's about being along with the Lord so that I could be better for them. So that I'm not experiencing burnout. So that I'm not tiring myself down doing too much. You know what I'm saying? So that I could come to him in a quiet space and talk to him. It ain't about me. It ain't about because I want to just have a day off and do what I want to do. That's cool. But it's about them. And so shout out to my family, man. Um, shout out to my city church family. That's my other happy space. That's where on Sundays I'm able to get recharged, to get realigned. You know, um, it's so easy on Sunday. You know, it's it's like it's like getting an oil change, right? You know what I'm saying? You, you know, I got a little thing on my odometer. It it shows me the percentage of oil. So right now my oil life's at ninety percent. Two months down the road, I think gonna be at forty percent, thirty percent, whatever it is, right? And that's how we are spiritually. Right now, my oil odometer is at 100%. I went to church yesterday. I am full. I talked to Josh today. But by Thursday, after dealing with, with, with management, dealing with the corporates, you know, whatever, and the uh, coming home and, 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 you know, just everything, by Saturday night, my odometer is at 30%, 20%. And Sunday is where I get to get that, um, what do you call it? Get that spiritual. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now. Not, not. Um, it's like the thing, like where they did. It's it's a thing with a car. Um, I'm trying. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, but you know, it's like Sundays when I get my spiritual oil change. When I get my, you know, um, my spiritual tune up. That's what it is. When I get my spiritual tune up, right. And that's how I look at it for me. So I just am so grateful for my church family because um, my spiritual, in the spiritual sense, you know, my tires start to lose tread. You know what I'm saying? Oil starts to run out. My, you know, my, my starter, everything starts to, you know what I'm saying? And so it is there where I get my spiritual tune-up. So I'm grateful for my family as a whole, you know, they keep me right and they keep me able to go out into this world because I'm going to keep it real with you. It's not easy going out into this world. This world is wicked. This world is lost. This world is dead. There's people who are daily bickering, talking about stuff, concert, uh, you know, just putting energy and stuff that just, it's just ill. You know what I'm saying? It's just stupid, you know? The stuff that I deal with at work, you know, discrimination, you know, um, all type of things. And um, it's unfortunate. But uh, it's unfortunate. But we're going to be all right, man. Um, thank you, Jesus, <laughs> for for these people. Um We just don't get it, man. Our, our, 
our perspective is so micro, which is fine because we, I mean, you know, but it's so micro. Like there's billions of people that walk this earth. There's, I mean, I could have been born in the 1800s, there's, but I was born now. I was born here in Sacramento. You know, we, we complain so much. We take so much stuff for granted, but it's like, I got to meet the people that I've met. Um, I've gotten to come across the people, certain, you know, all kinds of different opportunities in this lifetime because of him, you know? And so I just thank him so much. You know, I always, I always tell people that when I die, I will die knowing that I got to meet the most awesome people that this life has to offer. And that starts with my family. This your boy, Natty Free. I'm up out of here. yee First in the hood to get baptized. First in the hood to see both sides. Make so many dumb choices. Man, I shouldn't be alive. Grace. I done seen it multiply. First in the hood with a message. Ain't a meet in three years. I already got enough lettuce. Without Jesus, I'm pathetic. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. First in the hood with a nine to five. First in the hood to die. And I won't be the last. Man, stop playing with me. What? I'm the first.